just been smoking and smoking, smoke another black, roll another up. You know that we can really ease your mind. Every time I smoke a river, that in your heart makes me fly. If everybody smoked a blunt, we lead the mind, the world could be a better place. If everybody took a break, then we all just get wasted. Oh, good afternoon. You're listening to Cannabis Corner on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, broadcasting live from downtown New Haven. We are streaming live on TuneIn Radio and NewHavenIndependent.org. We're also streaming live video on Facebook. Just go to Facebook.com slash NewHavenIndependent. Go to your Facebook page and look us up first. You can also hit see first and hear and see all the great programs that we have here on WNHHLP and Cannabis Corner is also streaming on Pro Cannabis Media and Greenhaven Media on Facebook. So check us out there too. Anyway, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, I'm your host, Joe Lachance. It is Monday, January the 16th. Uncle Lou is running late today, so uh, I'm going to be doing the show solo. But I wanted to give a big shout out. Today is Martin Luther King Day. Uh, And, you know, Martin Luther King was a very, very important figure in history. Also a very important figure in my life growing up as I grew up during the 60s. And um, he, uh, you know, I was very young when he was assassinated, but I just remember how much it affected my mother. And, of course, by it affecting her that way, it affected me, you know, and and it affected the entire country. Uh, you know, those were very tumultuous times and, and Martin Luther King had a great message and he was a great man. And unfortunately he left this earth too early. Um, you know, but that's what happens when you speak out against the powers of be and you try to change the system. Um, so today is a great day to remember Dr. Martin Luther King. And I wanted to just, you know, give, you know, he was a great man. I wanted to just memorize him today on Martin Luther King Day. So I don't think it's appropriate to say happy Martin Luther King Day, but celebrate Martin Luther King's life today. And uh, let's get on with the show. So um, legal cannabis sales, they began um, last Tuesday. So almost a week ago. Now, obviously, I'm not in Connecticut right now, but I have gotten reports from people who, um, you know, have who who live there now and who have uh, participated and actually visited uh, the dispensaries that did open up. But from what I understand, only seven of the nine dispensaries that were slated to open up actually did. Um, and that there were lines at the door when people uh, started to uh, go there. But eventually the lines thinned out and people were able to uh, get their medicine in a pretty quick fashion. So I guess that was a good thing. One thing that kind of uh, I was surprised at, but not surprised at, was the prices um, I'm seeing that an eighth was about 50 bucks and I guess they're selling by ace. Uh, so an eighth was about 50 bucks, which is, you know, old school prices, but I know I haven't paid that price in a long, long time. And they were doing full grams for like a hundred dollars of vape cartridges. Uh, also no edibles available. And they were selling the same strains that they're selling to the medical patients, but for more money. So uh, I think the uh, the scene has a little bit ways to go. Uh, again, it is a milestone in Connecticut history. Of course, like anything in Connecticut, nothing goes perfectly on the first try out there. But we got, you know, we got to say we have made some progress in this state. And by the end of the year, the cannabis industry will look quite a bit differently And I just want to always, every week, I'm going to remind people, you will be able to grow this summer in July. So just get ready for that um, legally. You'll be able to grow legally. Uh, So get ready for that. A lot of new dispensaries opening up. Um, 
So again, the rollout, the money they made wasn't what was expected. Apparently, they only made a quarter million dollars in the first day, and uh, only it took them four days to make a million bucks. So that's uh, you know, that's kind of a slow rollout. But with seven dispensaries, you know, what do you expect? So uh, anyway, that's my take on it. Um, if anybody you know has any of their experiences and they'd like to share them, please just leave them in the comments. And I'll read them next week. Um, but yeah, right now on the uh, I'm with us, we have our guests. I had our guests call a little early because Uncle uh, Lou's not here. But we have on the line with us Fabio Rivera and Mario de la Cruz. And they are from the Rolling Stoners. And the Rolling Stoners brings you the latest tournament style brazilian jiu-jitsu competition for adults they offer prizes and experience competition for all following all connecticut state laws and guidelines this is an official grappling promotion it's time we stoners and rejects have our own scene where we can truly feel at home so guys how are you today you're on mute you got to unmute There we go. There we go. What's up, guys? I'm so we got Mario to... and Fabio, huh? Yes, yes sir. sir. So tell us a little bit about, first of all, I'm not that familiar with, um, you know, a lot of the mixed martial arts. So what is the difference between Brazilian jiu-jitsu and regular jiu-jitsu? Sure. So uh, depending on the type of jiu-jitsu that you want to talk about, Joe, uh, basically Brazilian jiu-jitsu is a martial art that was adapted uh, by the Brazilians in the early 1900s uh, from Japanese immigrants. Right. Uh, the word jiu-jitsu does derive from uh, Japan, uh, and it is a, a martial art in its own form as well. I personally uh, do not know too much of it, but uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I'm a huge, huge fanatic of it. Right, 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 right. So, yeah, I know Jiu-Jitsu has been around for quite a long time, and I'm sure there are other variations of it as well. Just like with most of the martial arts, you know, there are your basic Judo, Karate and all that. But then there are offshoots of each one. So it sounds to me like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is a specific type of Jiu-Jitsu um that was adapted out of brazil very very cool now Correct. how did you guys get into that are you both fighters uh not me i have three kids who all practice uh brazilian jiu-jitsu and if i was actually the teacher there oh okay uh, go ahead joe go ahead you're the fighter fabio yeah sure i um i'm the brazilian jiu-jitsu athlete uh i hold the brown belt uh in brazilian jiu-jitsu uh under ulton diaz um, I started to teach, uh, younger pubescents and adolescents, uh, jujitsu because I love it so much, uh, and became a teacher at, uh, the practical self-defense training center in Waterbury, Connecticut. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been there for about five years now, and I love every second of it. I meet awesome people like Mario, and I have the opportunity and the blessing to teach his children. So it's definitely uh, a big, big thing for me. So you so you run a training center in Waterbury. Um, and now what are the age groups that, like how young can you start learning uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? Sure. Uh, so most schools actually uh, wait until the uh, child is five years old to start beginning uh, intense training. Uh, I personally believe there is no age group. Uh, I can, I believe that jujitsu is for everybody. It can be for a child who's just learning to walk compared to a man who is in his late seventies or eighties. It is for everybody. Oh, wow. Okay. So great. And your school itself, how, how you, you will train somebody up into their seventies. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I wouldn't deny the privilege uh, or the honor of uh, someone who wants to learn. That is the biggest thing. That's very, very cool. I like. 
<laughs> I like that. And how long you been fighting for? Uh, so I've been doing uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu itself for about 10 years. Uh, I've been in the competition scene for about two years now. Okay. And now, Dirk, do you compete all over the state? Are there different Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu competitions that run throughout the state, throughout the country? Absolutely. There are a bunch of uh, different, uh, I would say, sub-tournaments uh, that do take place around the state. Shout out to Top Level Grappling, Tap Cancer Out, uh, IGC, all of you guys. Uh, they are great, great promotions. Uh, and then we have the bigger ones that are held probably once a year. Uh, and we call them uh, international tournaments where schools from all over the tri-state areas or the regions actually come and compete. So it is very, very cool to meet different people all over the area uh, and share the mat. Right. Right. So it's kind of like a big network of fighters that get together. Right. Right. Yeah, that's a very, very cool thing. So um, what made you decide to mix cannabis with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? I mean, were you already running uh, were you already promoting fights before you added the cannabis or did you kind of say, well, let's start our promotion based on this? Well, so I definitely was always involved in trying to get athletes more opportunities. That was my big, big thing is to open up opportunities for athletes. Uh, we have only so much competition here in Connecticut. Um, so I thought, why not? add something new. Why not add something different? Add something a little bit more modern, a little bit more unique, and a little bit insane. I call it a little <laughs> bit insane. Uh, so here with uh, Mario as well, he we got together uh, with a few others as well, and uh, we put our brains together. Uh, we looked at what this uh, state needed, and we looked into infusing cannabis and jujitsu since so many jujitsu athletes actually consume cannabis uh, for a variety of reasons. It could be uh, uh, self discipline, it could be for recovery, mm -hmm. uh, it could be for muscle relaxation. Right. There's a lot of reasons to use cannabis. Um, you know, I, I did want to ask you. You know, with most martial arts, there is the physical component, and then there is also a, like a spiritual, like a more spiritual component. Is that the case with um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu as well? I mean, is there a lot of that involvement of focusing the mind and learning a lot of it being about learning how to control your mind and how to use your mind to fight? Well, I can say, Joe, personally, uh, what I've experienced is when I train uh, after consuming uh, some type of cannabis, uh, it definitely gives me a sort of relaxation while in the moment. So uh, even though during training, I'm training very, very hard and uh, my blood rate is up and my heart rate is up and everything, Cannabis actually helps me slow it down in my mind. So I would say it helps spiritually and mm -hmm. uh, helps me think about what my next move is going to be. So uh, without that, I mean, I wouldn't be able to do the fancy things I think I can do now. So it, it <laughs> definitely, definitely has given me some sort of, I want to say, enlightenment on the mat. Oh, so you find that cannabis de definitely enhances your ability uh, to fight rather than impair, because obviously, you know, a lot of people would say, oh, you can't, you know, you can't get out there and, and fight if you if you've done cannabis, you know, whatever, because you might hurt somebody or you might hurt yourself. But that's not the case. Am I correct? Absolutely not, Joe. If anything, I believe that the focus is even more of a stronghold after consuming cannabis. I'm sure a lot of it comes from the creativity that comes from consuming cannabis as well. Right, right. No, exactly. Obviously, uh, I believe it's a it's a mind opener mm -hmm. when used properly. I mean, I'm sure 
you don't go out there and smoke five blunts before you train. You know, it's it's a it's a it's a certain amount to get you to where you need to be almost like you're using it medicinally correct correct definitely encourage uh always uh consuming responsibly i think we all do know our limits personally uh and i do believe that we all do not want to reach those limits when consuming cannabis and therefore uh something tells us hey okay we need to uh do this the right way. And it's actually more fun when we do so. Yeah, right. I mean, it's, I know for myself, I almost have this little gauge in inside of me that says, okay, I'm done. I'm good. Absolutely. absolutely. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's usually after only a couple, two, three hits, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't need that much. I don't need to get wasted. Correct. You know, correct. you don't need to get really stoned every time you smoke weed, you know, you can use it like almost microdosing it if you that's know what another, that's another stigma we're trying to break here with what we're doing not all stoners just sit there and get you know completely done up and just sit on the right couch and, and not everybody even smokes it but a lot of people use right. it in different ways you know yeah. i'm sure when people are using it for pain they're probably using the rubs you know right. the the topicals or even maybe edibles or tinctures because they 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 affect more of the body. They relax your body a lot more. You know what Correct. I'm saying? Correct. They definitely it it definitely has a negative reputation that we would like to continue to push a positive message about uh, when it comes to uh, consuming uh, cannabis for any athlete. Right, uh, especially when they do an intense sport like any type of combat sport, such as Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Right, and and I'm sure it, it that a lot of people in all the other mixed martial arts use it in the same way. That's why they relax the standards in some of the bigger promotions, you know, like the UFC and things like that, where they stop testing for it because, you know, I think we're almost at the point where because of how many states have now legalized because of how many states have now medical marijuana programs that at least in certain circles like athletics you know like sports they're starting to loosen up a little you know and eventually that will spread to other sectors but now you're in waterbury right is this where you hold your events Correct. Yes, we hold our events at the uh, Practical Self-Defense Training Center. Uh, It is a great, great facility. Uh, It is owned by a gentleman named uh, Ron Kasikowski. Mm -hmm. Um, Very, very enlightened individual, very uh, intelligent, and as well, a huge fanatic of cannabis and uh, (laughs) jujitsu itself. Um, So we definitely uh, have a great time holding the events there. And we actually have another one coming up February 4th. So we are definitely looking forward to that. Yeah, I was reading about that on your website, right? Um, First thing I wanted to ask you before we get to the event is, do you receive any pushback from the community for holding Cannabis Themes event? I mean, is there consumption allowed on premises like out in the back like outdoors or whatever correct there is a consumption allowed uh inside uh the event uh we do have certain restrictions uh in place uh including uh we maximize we don't want a maximum occupancy Mm -hmm. uh we try to limit how many people do enter the building uh, we always try to keep our ventilation system up to date, uh, up and running. That's actually one of our main, main uh, things that we uh, point out to people uh, in case they worry about something like that. I think that is definitely something uh, that people care for and, you know, enjoy knowing that, you know, the air circulating oh, yeah. and consuming, especially smoking. Um and uh, so we definitely uh, always try to keep it to a minimal as well. As uh, if people decide to uh, consume, they do prefer to head outside anyways, right. uh, which is totally uh, okay, which is totally uh, fine. And as the tournament begins, people kind of slow down and begin to uh, watch the tournament. 
So the consumption really only goes so much. Mostly in the beginning and at the end. Yes, sir. First, they get a little, you know, they feel good so they can watch and be relaxed. And then at the end, of course, they're celebrating. So that's Perfect. that's that's and the community has embraced you. Have you gotten pushback from any that like the parents or like some of your neighbors out there? Have, has anybody kind of said, hey, what are you guys doing up there? You know, oh, but, or now that it's legal or what? what's going on? Absolutely. I, I believe that there are some people who did uh, fear it at first, especially when we did hold our first uh, tournament uh, back in the beginning of 2022. Um, however, we did get a lot of positive feedback and people were doing nothing but supporting us, uh, which was very, very surprising. The message spread really, really quickly and um, of course, shout out to all the athletes that just keep on spreading the message. Uh, we appreciate it more than anything. Mm -hmm. uh, and so honestly, Joe, I can say that we have we've been doing very, very well. And uh, of course, any type of pushback we uh, take uh, with generous thought, um, we do take into consideration and we always uh, are looking to do better and uh, how we can make uh, the event uh, even more spectacular. Right. So you started just last year. How many events have you put on so far? Uh, three. three. This will be our fourth. Nice. Yeah. Very, very nice. And they were all well attended. So you did three in 2022. And this is your first one of 2023. Tell it us is. a little bit about that. You know, what does it take to enter? Um, do you take and do you use mostly your students or do you take entries from outside other gyms other training centers other states i mean is it an open invitational type of tournament uh definitely is we have actually two sectors of the tournament we have the invitational where we uh host our super fights uh we reach out to very high level athletes pun intended um <laughs> if they care to do uh certain matchups uh and if it's if it looks good if the weight uh, division is on point, then uh, we set it up for them. Uh, and then we have a uh, separate our uh, tournament portion for the grand prize. Uh, now that's by weight division. And the first placed owner of, I'm sorry, the first place holder of each weight division uh, receives a certain amount of cannabis flour, uh, premium cannabis flour at that. Oh, nice. So, okay. So, so you're, you're doing cannabis as, as the uh, prizes. That is very, very cool. Correct. Very, yes, very cool. we definitely uh, feel that we need to spread it amongst our uh, athletes. And of course they came here to put on a great show. Uh, they came here to work, they put their bodies on the line. So we definitely want to show their appreciation with uh, some type of uh, high gratitude. That's very, very cool. Now, how long is like, uh, how long does a full event or a full tournament last? Like, let's say somebody wanted to come, how long could they expect to spend there? Uh, so we don't uh, believe to hold the tournaments all day. Uh, we are very, very uh, critical on that point. Our events never last more than about three and a half hours. Um, we do believe that once people are high and done, uh, they might want to go home and sleep it off or might want to go home and uh, eat something. So uh, we totally take everything into consideration, especially when uh, people consume uh, anywhere, right. anybody between uh, being a fan or being an athlete. Uh, we really take their health into consideration before, during and after uh, the event. Right, right, right. So that's that's very, very good. OK, so. Now, do you have vendors at these events? Yeah, who's going to be vending? What kind of what kind of stuff will be available there? Yeah, so uh, we do have a variety of vendors. Uh, they range in uh, different fields of cannabis. Uh, I believe uh, our good friends at Sweet Hill CBD will be there. Uh, Mr. Michael and Mr. Uh, Jeremy have been nothing but very kind and, and uh, supportive of Rolling Stoners. 
Um, shout out to Blockies R Us. They have some great, great flowers some great concentrates as well. Um, all from a seed. Uh, I believe uh, my boy Eric is uh, coming down from uh, Vermont. He is nice. a great, great guy. And uh, Playground uh, 051, she is uh, awesome. My girl Gigi, she grows some premium flower. And last but not least, we will have uh, our good friends uh, at Wild Honey Company. Uh, they supply us with some great infused honey, some of the best I have mm. ever had in my life. Um, and they are as well fanatics of jujitsu. So shout out to them. They will all be attending. Uh, and also a variety of vendors. They will show off their products. They'll show off their apparel. Uh, anything that has to do with cannabis, uh, hemp. Uh, they, are, they will be there. It will be a fun time. Very, very nice. Cannabio Group, shout out to you guys. You guys definitely hold it down. They're they are great to work with as well. One of the and next competed in our in our last event as well as vending. Oh, okay. So uh Cannabio Group, one of the members is is actually a jujitsu uh fighter. Very, very cool. I was Correct. gonna ask you that. Because I know Mike good enough uh is very interested in the mixed martial arts as well. Right. Correct. It's it's awesome to see us as a community. It's so small, but uh the way that we all come together and uh, show such interest in what cannabis can be mixed with. It's, it's just amazing, honestly, Joe. Well, yeah, when I first saw you guys, I've been following your page for quite a while. Um, and it really intrigued me to like, hmm, these guys are doing something different. You know, they're doing something interesting. They're taking cannabis into an, an, an avenue where you wouldn't normally think it would be you know what i mean i think it's a very creative idea and uh you know i would hope that it can spread into other areas you know of the mixed martial arts or you know anything like that professional wrestling whatever uh you know to me what you're doing is bringing cannabis to a different segment of the population, you know, who wouldn't normally be exposed to it in such close quarters, you know, um, and that's that's a big deal. That's a that's a good thing, you know, because that helps to remove the stigma. And that's what it's all about. We're all trying just to normalize cannabis, you know. And, right, and, right. and so I think you guys are doing a good job at that. So Mario, what do you do over there with the company? I am. I'm, I'm usually the one behind the social media and stuff. Okay. And then the events, I'm usually doing the timing and uh, scorekeeping for the most part. Okay, great. And your kids, do they compete in these tournaments? Uh, not these specifically, but the, 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 the ones more appropriate for their age. Right. So besides these Rolling Stoners tournaments, right? Yeah, what okay. is the age group? You have to be over 18 to compete or over 21. What is your age group to, to do the tournaments? What's the youngest? for? I believe know? the youngest be to five, compete right? is the uh, same. It's about five years old. I believe that's the youngest. So anywhere between five and until you uh, drop dead, Joe, you can compete. At the at the stoners tournament, I mean, or just uh, in general. I know you guys probably in hold general, little tournaments yeah. at the school that have not that aren't stoners tournaments. Correct, correct. Right. Definitely for, not the stoners tournaments. We only uh, allow twenty one and older. Okay, that's what I was trying to get. The regulations yeah. definitely we try to abide by, uh, and uh, we do take that as well very seriously. We do not encourage uh, any type of youth uh, smoking activity at all. Um, however, uh, if you are over 21 and you are a stoner and looking for something, some type of entertainment while getting high, where are your place to be, man? Yeah. Okay. So it is over 21 to come in. Yes. And it is over 21 to actually fight in the tournament as well, correct? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Okay. And all right. So anybody over 21 will get your information in a little bit. But uh, that sounds very exciting. Uh, so this is February 4th. 
And um, we'll get your address and all your social media in a minute, but we have a little bit more time. So I wanted to just talk to you guys a little bit about uh, legalization. What do you guys think of the new uh, the new system that's gone in there as far as the new adult use cannabis laws in Connecticut? Is it will you be uh, will you be going to any dispensaries? Uh, me personally, Joe, I have seen the menu, I have seen the pricing, uh, and I have seen the breakdown for why they try to, uh, charge so much for this medicinal herb, uh, and I do not agree with it, uh, whatsoever. So you will not see me at the dispensary. Uh, I don't know about you, Mario, but I am not looking to spend uh, $50 for an eighth. No, I'll opt out as well. (laughs) Yeah, what I'm thinking, you know, $50 for an eighth for the same stuff that they've been selling to, uh, you know, selling to the medical patients for the last few years at a cheaper price. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you might as well get your medical card then if that's the way you're going to go. I just see it as a good thing, obviously, because now people have gotten their records expunged, which is a big deal. Absolutely. People are no longer getting arrested for possessing cannabis, you know, which is a big deal. Yes. And those people who may have not used cannabis because it was illegal or not used it because they got older and they didn't want to go have to get it from, you know, illegal sources. I think it's a good place for people like that who would rather just walk into a retail location and, you know, believe they're probably paying 50 bucks an eighth anyway on the streets because, Absolutely. you know what I'm saying? Definitely so understand you, Joe. That, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, I, I definitely would not uh, criticize or judge anybody that does decide to walk into a dispensary, despite uh, my personal opinion. Um right. However, I do understand their predicament. Uh, maybe they feel uh, it's a little bit safer. Maybe they feel uh, because of uh, the way the environment they grew up in or the generation that they grew up in. You know, it, it's not it's not normal. It, it wasn't something that, you know, was normal for the average person to to do. It's not. Yeah, it was looked down upon. Right. It, Correct. It's not like, hey, you know, a regular man can say, hey, I'm going to go pick up my weed today and that be okay. You know, right. and today they can say that because it's, yeah, hey, know, I'm going to the weed store, honey. You know, yeah, you know, and everybody's like, hey, I want something or hey, I would like to come to, you know. Um, however, compared to if we were 10 years ago, 20 years ago, uh, I don't think that we would, you know, have the same response. No, no, exactly. You know, and the thing is, the older generation, um, like the people from the 60s or whatever, they used to smoke weed, you know, and and they stopped. And now that it's legal again, I think older people can benefit more from the medicinal qualities of it. You know, they got all these aches and pains. They might have a little bit of dementia going on or, you know, things like that. Um and and they don't necessarily even know anybody who's selling. They're not going to go out to a sesh, you know what I mean? Correct. <laughs> and, correct. and do that. But you know what they might do? Go watch a jujitsu show if if their nephew or their grandson is 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 fighting, yeah. right? <laughs> there you go. Enjoy a little bit, and and know. then they might see that. Oh, I don't have to pay fifty dollars an eighth for moldy moldy weed <laughs> mold, or oh, yeah, dried that. up you know I, I don't want to talk crap too much about the the connecticut medical providers but we all know that they've been accused of selling moldy weed that I, the biggest complaint you see from the people is that their weed is dried out like it's been sitting on the shelf for a long time so I mean, this is nothing new. These are things you can look in the Facebook groups, and and, and the people are complaining about it. 
you know, right there online. And so, but maybe this is what, you know, I guess my point is you're, we're opening by you guys doing this to a more mainstream event. You might be opening up the eyes of some older people, some people who would have gone to a dispensary, you know, because for that Mm -hmm. same reason, they were older, they may have kids, they, whatever reasons, they don't want to be seen, you know, they don't want to get caught buying weed illegally. And here you go. Now you can open up their minds a little bit and show them another world. Correct. Correct. We definitely uh, use this platform as well to uh, encourage uh, people that, you know, it's okay. You know, it's, I understand, you know, being a teenager and always having to hide the smell or hide uh, to a little corner or in the next room to, you know, want to take a hit or uh, try to consume in some way uh, in private. And, you know, I see that now it's because it's becoming a little bit more popular. Uh, People are opening up a little bit. They're they're becoming... uh, real real uh different i would say uh when they become a little bit more happier with the environment they and and you truly see the side this inside of people and it's truly truly amazing uh right you know the way they are um it's 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 awesome joe i can't i can't express the feeling enough it's amazing well that's great i can't wait to come to one of the events now like do you guys um take video of your shows is there anywhere online that people can like watch watch the fights after they happen so they can get a little bit of taste of what you guys do do you have a youtube channel and stuff like that yeah so we we actually are going to uh, be working on the youtube channel uh me and uh mario have been discussing so uh we've been looking at different uh grappling uh productions actually uh to see if we can uh partner with them and uh see if we can get this ball going to try to uh get it out there a little bit more um so but if you guys are interested in seeing what it is about i highly highly encourage you to come down and check it out yeah i'm thinking something like this would be good on streaming right I mean, all kinds of fighting is very, very popular these days. They have all kinds of networks out there that just specialize in martial arts, right? So good. I guess that might be your next level, your next phase. Take it to TV. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's, that's the goal right there. Yeah, but you got to get it to the internet first. Um, (laughs) You know, yeah, get it on YouTube first. Get your following. Get started, you know. So, um, okay, so where is the gym located? Um, you know, what time does it start? Give me all the details of the event. How much does it cost to get in? And even yeah. for fighters, how do they register if they want to be involved? Everything you can give me, give it up. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> Joe. Uh, so it is going to be at uh, 847 Hamilton Avenue in Waterbury, Connecticut. Uh, it is located inside the Practical Self-Defense Training Center uh, Gymnasium. It is a huge, huge space, uh, so we do not have to worry about uh, clutter or maximum occupancy, which I'm very, very excited about. Uh, parking is very vast as well, uh, so definitely uh, fans and athletes, uh, that will be an accommodation that we can look forward to. Uh, there will be food there. There will be uh, different oh, vendors yeah. there as well. Uh, if you guys get the munchies, definitely come down. Uh, any names? Any names of people that you want to plug? Any so food? that is a hidden. That is a hidden gem right there, Joe. We will not disclose of that just yet because that <laughs> is a hidden gem. We know how seriously people are about their munchies after consuming, so we thought a lot about it. Come down and check it out. I promise okay. you. Will there be anything in infused foods there? Oh, plenty, Joe. Plenty from Playground. Plenty from Sweet Hill. Plenty from All from a Seed. Uh, I definitely recommend the lemonade if we get there. You guys okay. come down <laughs> lemonade, please. 
And you'll have uh, non-infused food, but that's a secret for now. That is a secret right there, Joe. Okay, that's a secret. Yeah, all, right. <laughs> all right. Keep going, man. So yeah, it's absolutely. Hamilton yeah. Avenue in Waterbury. What time does it start? Uh, so we are starting the tournament uh, at 12 p.m. We are opening the doors at a uh, 11 a.m. So definitely would like to reserve your front row seat. Get there early as possible. Uh, it is $40 for a spectator fee. Uh, definitely just know, guys, that the spectating fee goes all toward the prize money for the competitors. So not only are you supporting us, you are supporting your favorite athlete. Uh, competitors, go check out our website if you guys want to pre-register and uh, sign up for this uh, high tournament. Rollingstoners.net. Check it out. Register. That's stoners in- with a Z. Donors with a Z. You got it, Joe. Man. <laughs> Definitely check it out if you guys want to be a part of it and uh, win some high prizes. Definitely will be a lot of uh, cannabis apparel and products going out. So you definitely want to be there. Very, very cool. And um, and your social media? Instagram. Uh, the uh, Instagram account. Follow us, Rolling Stoners, BJJ. We are always active on that Instagram same for facebook rolling stoners you guys know it with a z don't forget that z right there okay and they can buy tickets at rollingstoners.net there's a link there for the tickets and and everything else all right so we got a few more minutes guys uh anything else you want to talk about um a little bit of talk about cbd and hemp um, absolutely, absolutely. I, I mean, besides being, uh, you know, loving the component that everybody loves, THC, you know, there are so many uh, beneficial components in uh, the marijuana plant itself. Right. Uh, and CBD and hemp also are coming a long way with everything. I mean, they can, we can make anything out of hemp, literally. And I believe that that is going to affect uh, certain manufacturing uh, areas uh, around the world, which uh, I think is a positive step toward going green. You know, it, it it's a big, big thing that we need to look into that we should have looked into years and years ago. Yeah, this is one of my big things. And I've said this on the air many times with this whole sustainability movement, right? They're all talking about electric cars. They're all talking about wind. They're all talking, but nobody's talking about hemp as a viable, sustainable energy uh, component for sure. And they made it legal in 2018. So what the hell are they doing? Why isn't... Why is all this federal money going into this, that, and the other thing? But no, there's no federal money going into hemp. And in in my opinion, hemp can save the planet. Literally, Jack Harris said that years ago, hemp could save the planet. And I totally believe that, you know, but nobody's talking about it. Do you guys do any educational stuff there? Is there like pamphlets out? I know guys like Sweet Heel are constantly trying to be out there and educate the public. Do you guys have literature out there on the endocannabinoid system, on how CBD affects the body, all that kind of good stuff? That, that's why it's it's important for us to get vendors like Sweet Heel and all the, all the rest of them because they, I mean, Michael Goodenough came down with bags and shoes last time and it blew people's minds that it was made from him. Right. I was thinking, what about, what do they call the, do you guys wear a gi? Gis, yeah. <laughs> so I actually uh, do have one, Joe, and I really wish I had it in front of me. Um, But I have an entire gi that they wear for jujitsu made from hemp. I mean, really, it's, it's amazing. Yes, it is made every single fabric in that gi is made of hemp and it is an amazing feeling so breathable it feels so good on your body it's it's an amazing training tool honestly right right and 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 i'm sure they could make the belts the belts out of hemp too right your brown belt your black belt your you know whatever different color belts they could see there you go there's a business (laughs) 
for you guys <laughs> to get into. Something to look into. But um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. Where do you think you guys are headed with this? Do you want to go bigger? Do you want to do things more on a national level? Do you see yourself out there sponsoring other events? Like, do you see so Rolling we, Stoners we, being a sponsor? Me and uh, Fabio have discussed even uh, being invited to other gyms and hosting these at, you know, out of state once uh, legalization opens up in other states and stuff, start traveling around with it, hosting these at other gyms and stuff. Now, that's a good idea because you got Massachusetts, yeah. Rhode yeah. Island, New York, yeah. Yeah. New Jersey. I mean, you could and I'm sure do people come? From out of states, from other gyms to oh, yeah, your place? Yeah, yeah. 100%, Joe. We have literally had uh, gen- uh, we have had a gentleman travel six hours from upstate New York just to... Uh, every one of our events. Yeah, just to come out to our event. And he has been to every single one so far. And he has said, this is something that is so unique. This is something that you cannot get around the corner it's something that you want to attend if you are a true stoner advocate and a true and truly part of the stoner community it is something that you want to be at and uh it's just amazing to see people from different regions different states not not just in connecticut we're talking states you know take their time out you know a big thing for me is time they Mm. take their time out to travel uh, all this way to Waterbury, Connecticut, just for, you know, a 10 minute rolling session and a great smoking session. We had at jujitsu come up from New York. I think they brought up six competitors with them. Six. Yeah. Yeah. So professor over there. Yeah. They, they come from all over, uh, we've had people come all over from New York, you know, traveling at different times of the day, uh, we understand, you know, how that is. And we appreciate that they can, you know, they want to take this opportunity to right, share the right. with us, you know, and it's, it's, it's an amazing feeling. Joe. Right. Well, well, congratulations to you guys. I'm very, I'm very, uh, I'm very glad you guys came on the show. Um, let's, uh, let's give out the info one more time for the event. Um, you know, the address and how they can buy tickets on and all that stuff. Absolutely. If you guys are interested, please check us out, rollingstoners.net, for uh, your spectating tickets. Uh, competitors, if you're interested, sign up at rollingstoners.net. You guys, for all your updates on Rolling Stoners activity, our Instagram, rollingstonersbjj, real simple. All of those with a Z. 847 Hamilton Avenue, be there at 11 a.m. Do not want to miss. Rolling Stoners 4. This is going to be one hell of an event. So, Fabio, thank you very much. I would like to, uh, I'm doing, I'm helping NECAN get speakers for the big convention that's coming up in May. Okay. I would love for you to sign up to be a speaker. Uh, I think uh, you you speak well, and I think you would you would do a good talk on you know the connection between sports and cannabis. I it so honor Joe. Uh, I would love to invite you to that. I will send you the link through Instagram where you can sign up because all we just need people to sign up. But obviously, once they sign up, I'm going to be the one going through all the applications. So. Um, yeah, I would like to definitely invite you. This has been a great, great talk. And, Thank you know, you. I really, really appreciate you guys coming on. I want to get one of those shirts. I'm sorry I'm not in town right now. No we're going to miss the event, but I'm sure you'll be doing one in the spring, in the summer. 100%. I do get back, you know. Definitely, Joe. Just always know you are more than welcome. And we will definitely always save you a front row seat at the <laughs> You got it. We will give you your personal ashtray, your personal rolling tray, whatever <laughs> you need for you to enjoy it. I, I can't thank you enough for giving us this opportunity. It really means a lot to both Mario and I. And I appreciate you guys coming on because it's always a, it's always refreshing to have somebody new who's actually innovating 
in the industry and not doing the same old things, you know? So much love to you guys. Big shout out to the Rolling Stoners and uh, Fabio and Mario. Thank you so much for coming on. We hope that people will come out on February 4th and support you. Thank you. So, all right, man. Take care, guys. Take care. Have a great one. You too, brother. All right, man. So we got about two minutes left. I just wanted to plug an event that's going on uh, January the 19th over at Better Ways. It's a paint and puff. Uh, That is uh, our friend Duncan. Um, So um, I hope you guys can uh, join him. And again, I wanted to thank the Rolling Stoners for coming on. Uh, Uncle Lou will be back next week. And everyone out there, uh, you know, please enjoy the day today. If you have the day off, make sure you go, uh, you think about, you know, what's going on. Um, you know, think about Martin Luther King, think about freedom, think about equality, think about equity, uh, and think about the message that Martin Luther King was spreading, which is basically a, a message of nonviolence non-compliance and a message of love uh and i think a lot of times these days we lose that uh with a lot of the things that are going on in society and uh we got to remember some of the great people who came before us some of the great leaders who came before us and the words of wisdom that they uh spread out there i listened to the entire i had a dream speech this morning Uh, When I woke up, it was very, very motivated, very, very inspiring. And I know the radio station here has been playing Martin Luther King all day. So, uh, you know, I just want to give a big shout out to them for doing that. So we will see you all next week. We have Allison Sicard from Mass Can coming on. Um, And you can follow us at, at Greenhaven Media on Facebook and Instagram. You can also follow us on Cannabis Corner Radio on Facebook. Um, YouTube is Greenhaven Media. Also, uh, Uncle Lou is at Farmer Lou on Instagram. And I am Joe the Weed Gay on both Instagram and Facebook. We appreciate everybody's support. Thanks again. We will see you next week uh, and enjoy the day and enjoy your freedom. Thank you. I was going to clean my room until I got high. (laughs) I was going to get up and find the broom, but then I got high. Uh, My room is still messed up And I know